Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Texas is back. Why that is good news for the Big 12 Conference. Also, a look at the new AP Top 25 and where Big 12 teams sit in those rankings. Also, a look ahead to the week that is coming up in Big 12 football. Just kind of a peek around the corner to see what is coming up this weekend. I am Josh Neighbors. This is the Neighborhood Watch. We are back in the normal studios. For those of you who did not see the Sunday Reaction Show, go check it out. But uh, I had Old Faithful basically break out in my sink this weekend. The handle came off my cool water uh, like sink thing, uh, like handle, and it came right off. And then the water started shooting all over my apartment, and it did it for an hour because we could not get a hold of a maintenance person. So uh, I'm on the third floor, the second floor, and the first floor below me all had flooding. That displaced me for the weekend. The people are finally out of the apartment. The uh, you know we had contractors, we had we you know we had fans. Everything was happening basically in here this weekend. So I'm glad that's out of the way. We're back. We're back on schedule. The football it rolls on. So there was a conversation here. Crystal Ball College football. Our next goal is now twelve and a half thousand followers. Twelve thousand five hundred is our next goal. Please help us do that by subscribing to the channel today. Once again, Crystal Ball College Football is the channel. Neighborhood Watch is the show. I am your host, Josh Neighbors. You all can find us on Twitter slash X at NW365. You guys can find me personally at Josh Neighbors underscore. You all can find this show wherever you guys get your podcast and here on YouTube as well. All right, so this weekend, the big result clearly was the Texas Longhorns getting that win over Alabama on the road and causing a lot of folks to say Texas is back. That is the old refrain. And uh, here's what I will say. Like, once again, I think we have to define what Texas is back means, but I will say this. We know that this team, when Steve Sarkeesian took over, was five and seven. We know the next season they were eight and four. And if Kansas State had lost to KU, they would have been in the Big 12 championship game. This season, they were picked to win the league. We know that going into the year, they're the most talented roster. We know that they had a quarterback and quarterbacks, plural, especially in Malik Murphy, that people liked a lot. So you kind of had the tandem of quarterbacks that you felt pretty good about combined with all the skill players, combined with the fact that with the recruiting emphasis, Steve Sarkeesian has placed also transfer portal too as well, but mostly recruiting emphasis, Steve Sarkeesian has placed on the offensive and defensive lines. There is a very good chance that this Texas team would have a real chance to be very good because that is the area where Texas has lost a lot of games, a lot of big games, right? The five and seven years and some last year too, you could definitely accuse Texas of being a fast starter, a front runner, if you will, and a poor finisher in a lot of games. But this season, it appears in last season too, to some extent, but this season, especially it appears they have remedied some of those problems. And so now that they have done so, the big test was Alabama. They go on the road. They go and they beat Alabama. That is no question through two weeks, the best win that anybody in the entire country has had. 
you might say, well, Florida State win. They, you know, they roughed up uh, LSU pretty good. Yeah, I mean, yes, they did. That was an excellent win. That's definitely number two. But this was a road game, right? That game was in Orlando, and a majority of the crowd were Florida State fans. Uh, this game was on the road in a hostile environment, playing against the greatest living coach alive. And look, you can say what you want about this, you know, Alabama team, but still, they have tons of talent all over the field. And in Texas, you know, was able to take care of business on both lines of scrimmage enough. Their quarterback play was obviously better. Their skill players got the better of Alabama's skill players in some big moments. Now, I know Jalen Milrow misses some throws. We're talking about a different result, a different, you know, uh, kind of game flow, if that is the case. Sure, but the result is the result. Texas wins that game. They win it by double digits. And we're now in a space where, like, you can say pretty confidently, Texas has arrived at a spot where the talent and at least one result has matched up. And we thought it could last year because they came really close to clipping Alabama, but that was an eight and four team. And this team looks a lot better than eight and four when you put them on the field. And so if you want to say, look, uh, I have enough of a result. This team is being built. And also I I can see the players like this Texas team, at least from a roster and kind of trajectory standpoint is where it should be. Yeah, you could say that. Um, now they need to get some better results. You'd be like all the way back. If we're implying all the way back means winning national championships or competing for them. They need to make a college ball playoff because that's ultimately what competing for a national championship is, right? You can't compete for a national championship if you don't make the playoff. So if that's what all the way back is, sure, they're not all the way back yet, but can they be? Yes. In the last two years, they were not good enough to be there. And the years previous, they were not good enough to be there but now they are good enough to make a college ball playoff now the roster is is there and this is good for the big 12 for a very particular reason all right the big 12 schools doing the best they can now they almost have to team up together to keep texas out of a national championship and you know hopefully out of arlington i guess for those schools but i don't think that's going to happen that is really compelling tv the most compelling storyline right now in college football is Deion Sanders. It is what is happening right now at the University of Colorado, right? UC Boulder, what is happening with Deion Sanders? The fact they're off to a 2-0 start uh, and they have a chance to go 3-0 this week has got the attention of everybody. But I think it's got the attention of everybody, college game day and whatnot, because everybody's saying, oh, well, how far can they take this thing? Because they've got USC and Oregon coming up. And I think they're going to be pretty heavy underdogs in both of those games. And I think, uh, you know, if you all feel differently, sure. But I feel pretty comfortable in picking against them in those games. So with that in mind, as I now kind of turn it to what is number two uh, or what could become number one, I think Texas's pursuit is what is now kind of going to end up being the most fascinating storyline. And the big 12 schools with an opportunity now to chase them down to get one last dig in is really exciting to me because Texas got everybody's shot, best shot in the first place, right? We always knew that. But the last two years in the Big 12, at a certain point, it became, and and even beyond that, but it became clear like Texas, the last two seasons, they were a threat to make the Big 12 title last year. But when TCU met Texas and TCU handled business, especially up front at the line of scrimmage, you knew that this Texas team, like that in in the Texas tech game as well too, like they couldn't close it out in the Oklahoma state game too. Like you knew they were not serious enough 
to be a, a title contender that was, uh, you know, they beat K-State, sure, but like the finished product of K-State was a really good team. I don't think that Texas team was at the level of a finished product K-State. And remember, I know Adrian Martinez played well in the Texas game, but Adrian Martinez was the quarterback. Will Howard eventually became the guy, and we're seeing now how good of a player Will Howard can be. TCU once again, I mean, Texas's defense was fantastic, but one-way traffic in the category of uh, TCU's defense, they had themselves a massive game. I don't think that TCU defense could do what they did last year to this year's group. And they find themselves hard pressed to do it. So the, my whole point is like, now you've got this version of Texas and te- make no mistake, guys, Oklahoma was winning this league, but the big target that everybody has, and this is not just big 12 schools, y'all, this is the target that everybody has. I was out today of my radio show in Arkansas because I was, uh, you know, I was dealing with all the contractors here at my place and had to be here for that and call insurance and whatnot, but I was able to catch some of the show and even in Arkansas, the big talking point was not Arkansas struggling to beat Kent State 24 to 6. It was one of the main topics, but a lot of callers wanted to talk about those Texas Longhorns. There's a lot of disdain for them in places like Arkansas and at Texas AM and at places like Oklahoma and LSU and Waco, Texas and Lubbock, Texas and Houston, Texas. Everybody wants a piece of the Longhorns. And also to Oklahoma, while they ran this league for, uh, you know, for a while, the new culprit of that was Lincoln Riley. He left and we're seeing now Oklahoma can't keep our Bryles off the sidelines. So look, I know the Sooners have a good chance to uh, win the league or, you know, win a lot of games in the league this year and go to a big 12 championship game. But I think right now, all concerns, uh, all concerns, all concerns about the Sooners are internal concerns. The focus is on the Longhorns. And I think that Big 12 teams trying to take out Texas is really exciting. Will they do it? I don't know. But the last couple of years, the Big 12 took care of the idea that it's all Texas and OU, right? The last two seasons, Baylor's Big 12 championship run and Oklahoma State getting there as well, plus TCU's Big 12 championship run, plus Kansas State winning the damn thing as well. It's funny. I actually think the the better team overall in the end, you know, like the in terms of like how those teams finished, did not win the last two Big 12 titles, but they were beat by a team that coalesced, you know, like kind of just had it all come together at that right time, right? Kansas State was playing their best football in that final stretch of the season. I think that Kansas game, they beat the brakes off them. And then that game against TCU, they really put it all together for at least most of the game, in my opinion. Same thing goes for Baylor, right? Baylor loses that game early in the season to Oklahoma State, but they really did put it all together in that final game, coalescing with that massive stop at the goal line. So with that, you know, I'm thinking about this, about like, you know, this situation, like the the Big 12 proved, Big 12 teams proved that they can, uh, take out the big dogs and represent themselves in the championship game. They didn't need OU or Texas to do it. And last year's case, they didn't need OU or Texas to draw them a large television rating either in the game, which I thought was big. Is it nice to have OU in Texas? Yeah, it's going to be great. And that's kind of my point this year, but the big, you know, anybody this year who looks at whatever happens this season and says, Oh, you know what? Even if Oklahoma wins the league or Texas wins the league, they both play in the championship game. Like, it's a bad look for the Big 12, sure. But if you look at what's happened the last few seasons, 
you know, three seasons in particular, Oklahoma beats Iowa State, then Baylor beats Oklahoma State, then TCU loses to Kansas State. Like, this league's turnover has been really exciting. And so, you know, this league's got a bunch of different schools that can represent. They have not been leaning on Texas and OU to represent in those big games. That's why anybody who's got, you know, a thoughtful brain can say, yeah, it's going to suck to lose these teams, especially if Texas is at this level. But still, the Big 12's got competitive teams that have beaten those schools in years depending, right? You know, depending on what Texas and OU look like. So it's not just on them. So that's why I think now with them leaving the league, it becomes very exciting to think about, all right, that pursuit, that pursuit is exciting. I'm looking at their schedule now, and I will share this schedule with you all on the screen here. Let's go to share screen. Let's go to the Longhorn schedule. And let's show you all right here. You know, you look at this schedule, you think about, okay, well, Josh, what do you mean? How can this, how is this all going to be exciting, right? Well, what happened, uh, you know, uh, 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 Baylor and Texas in this game, right? I believe the last time that game was played in Waco. I'm not sure why I'm going over the Baylor schedule to do this, but we'll just make the point here. Uh, the last time that game was played in Waco, guess who won? Baylor 31-24, Right. And Baylor right now, I know what we know, they've got all kinds of trouble. But we saw Baylor can hang with top teams such as Utah this week, even with a backup quarterback. And I know that they're 0-2. I know it's not looking good in a lot of questions, but you don't think that the Baylor Bears are going to be up to host the Texas Longhorns? That becomes compelling. And television standpoint, we want to see this, right? Let's go back to Texas' schedule to get the idea here of what I'm, you know, what I'm talking about. Uh the Kansas game. Well, folks, what happened the last time that Kansas went to uh, Austin? Kansas won that game. Now, last year, Austin, uh, the, the Longhorns returned the favor in Lawrence, Kansas. But still, Jalen Daniels is a dynamic player, and I'm sure he wants the bad taste out of his mouth out of the last time, you know, the last time that they played the Longhorns. That was Jalen Daniels' first game back, I believe, from injury last season. Red River, always a compelling game. Then you've got at Houston. How exciting is that? Okay, these two teams have that rivalry. You know, think about the schools, you know, kept out, uh, you know, Houston out of the Big 12 Conference and whatnot, and Houston wanting to get in. And that's kind of, you know, it's a, that's, that game's going to be well attended, I can tell you that. And uh, Dana Holgerson's teams, might, they might overlook Rice, right? They might overlook Rice. Um, Rice did not overlook them but they will not overlook the Texas Longhorns. And they do have some players that can cause some problems on the defensive end. I just think they have to be focused because we saw them do it against UTSA. BYU at home. I mean, I think they'll take care of that. Kansas State in the rematch. But Kansas State, guys, you know, that they had some problems this week at the line of scrimmage. But Will Howard, you know, he's a really good quarterback now. And this is, this is coming from a person who is not in the Will Howard bandwagon. That game is exciting. Uh, I don't think Iowa State's going to be very good, but the game before that, obviously, with TCU is a very difficult game, right? So they have this stretch there where, uh, for, you know, from the 21st to the 18th, so the next month, they played three of those five games on the road. They play a team in TCU last year. It's going to be a road game that beat them, and I promise you, you know, look, there's a chance that guys by November, like this TCU team, whatever it is, is the best version of itself, right? Uh, I think it's a very real possibility they, they get together, and maybe they don't. But that game in Fort Worth, I can promise you, as the stakes escalate for this Texas team, the, the target on their back gets bigger, and the motivation for these schools to beat them and the pressure gets bigger. And so that TCU game is a chance for them to get caught. Iowa State, I don't know what Iowa State's going to have at this point. Maybe you say, hey, this will be a motivated group at that point of the year. 
I would, I'm not going to tell you they won't be, but still, it's a really difficult spot. And then Texas Tech game Friday night, guys. We all know that that game needs no extra hype because of what has happened. Um, you know, because of, of what Brett Yormark has said, obviously. And, you know, we'll see where that Texas Tech team is at that point of the season. So this is why I think the chase is going to be exciting. These games are going to be must-see television, The trying to knock them off. And look, guys, Texas now, with that win against Alabama, and if you look at the rest of the schedule, you know, I know it's not like a loaded schedule, but they're, they're probably going to have to lose twice to get, to get knocked out of a CFP chance. I mean, a 12 and one Texas Longhorns team with wins. And it depends on what the one is, right? Um, but if, if they go 12 and one and win the Big 12 title, it'll be a hard team to keep out. I know it's depending on a lot of stuff, but there's a chance that we could get three teams in the Big 10 conference that go 11 and one, right? If we get a Michigan and a Michigan, uh, Michigan State, a Michigan, Penn State, and a uh, uh, Ohio State, 11 and 1, 11 and 1, 11 and 1. And one of them goes on to win the Big 12, uh, the Big 10 title. You know, uh, I think a 12 and 1 Texas Longhorns does get the nod over an 11 and 1 team that did not play in a conference title game. Let's see what happens to the ACC. Could the Knowles run the table? I'm not really as concerned about Miami, right? But the SEC guys, I was thinking about this too. Out of that Western part of the league, AM. Alabama, LSU, all have losses already, right? And all of those schools, if they want to make that run, I mean, they, they might have to go 12 and one. Maybe they could go, you know, 11 and two and win a, win a title. But what if Florida State is a candidate to make a playoff spot with a loss? What if Texas is a candidate to make a spot, you know, uh, uh, um, make one of the playoff spots, right? And both of those schools, you know, already have wins over SEC West teams. So there's a potential tiebreaker loss there. And then you look out West, like, can there be, you know, I, I think there might be some cannibalization with those West Coast schools with what happens in the Pac-12. And so you're not sure about like where those schools are going to fit in. Uh, there's a lot of questions being asked across the country in different places. Texas is in a pretty good spot right now. And so I, I know that, you know, say what you want. Like they're leaving, they're leaving the conference. I mean, I think I feel differently about it than most fans do, but I know you all, I, I've seen the replies on Twitter. I've seen some of the comments you all have made as well. People want Texas to lose. They want them to lose badly. Do they want them to get egg on their face? They want to see those parting shots. But the thing is, folks, Texas is in position to deliver the parting shots. And that's what makes this an electrifying idea. I can't wait. All these Texas games will become very, very exciting now because of that uh, of that truth, right? Because of the idea that the Longhorns might be in a great position at this point in time. They could be putting it all together and everybody wants to lay those parting shots, but Texas could end up on top. And I think it's it's going to be a, a race to finish. I think big the Big 12 versus Texas is great. And look, Oklahoma Sooner fans, they almost joined in this fray too because I know Jackson Arnold looks like a real one, but... OU is having some serious issues. And once again, while their schedule is easy and we don't want to see them do, you know, I know big 12 folks don't want to see them do fantastic either. There's a chance for them to lay some in, but they, you know, they, they have a chance to, to lay a loss on Texas in red river. I wouldn't bet on them doing so, but they do have a shot. So the big 12 versus Texas, I think it's a good thing for the league. Cause I think people are going to be incredibly compelled by Texas trying to make this run. Now that they've established themselves as, potentially 
Texas is back. All right, let's hit on the top 25 before we get out of here today and look at where these schools are sitting in the Big 12 Conference. So your first ranked team is Texas. They jump six spots to number four in the country. They had two first place votes. Georgia has 55. Michigan has two. FSU is in third place. They have three and Texas has two as well. You look down the line next. Where's the next Big 12 team come into play? You see the Kansas State Wildcats are right there at number 15. No movement for them after a win against Troy over the weekend. You are, now, you do see some future Big 12 teams. You see Colorado. You do see Utah in there, but no Big 12 schools. You have to go to Oklahoma next, number 19 in the country. They're down two spots after a slow start, better finish, but still not a really convincing win against SMU. And then you look at who is receiving votes. TCU got some votes to be back in there. The Kansas Jayhawks at uh, 2-0 have 19 votes as well. Cincinnati with a big win against Pitt. They're 2-0. They have three votes to uh, you know, try to get in this poll. Also, Oklahoma State gets one vote to get in after they beat ASU. They still have three quarterbacks. We'll break down more on the Cowboys. But three Big 12 teams ranked. And then also, as I mentioned, one, two, three, uh, four actually receiving votes as well. Uh, UCF not receiving votes at this point in time. But maybe they will if they continue to do well all right that will do it for today's show sorry about the delay getting this up once again i had contractors in here hammering floor so there was no way to record this podcast earlier and, uh, and i had to be here when they were here i could not go to the radio station and record the show because obviously I need to be here when the contractors are here so i appreciate your all's patience with that make sure you find us on twitter at nwpod365 you guys can find me at josh neighbors underscore Please subscribe to the show, like the videos. Please, we have to get these likes up because these videos, got to get them out to more people. So like the video, first thing that you all do. Appreciate that when you guys watch these. All right, folks, we'll see you tomorrow.